Hi, welcome to another episode of the Human Experience of Disability Podcast. I'm Sarah Vasquez. This week's episode is a little bit different. I wanted to do an interview on someone who doesn't experience a disability, but has a family member who experiences a disability. And I was able to find one pretty quickly. My older brother, Octavio Vasquez, he is here with me now. And I'm going to be asking him a series of questions. My brother Octavio goes by Junior. So that is who I'm going to be referring to him as Junior. He's named after our father. And he's going to be sharing his perspective and his experiences as a sibling who has a sibling who experiences a disability. So without further ado, welcome my brother, Junior. Hi, thank you for, uh, for sharing this moment with me. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, thank you for having me on the podcast. You're welcome. So, Junior, my first question to you is, as a child, what was your first understanding of a disability? Well, my first understanding of a disability, um, I would say... It never, it never occurred to me that um, you had a disability. I felt that you were normal. Um, but remembering one time in Puerto Rico where my grandmother had mentioned, she made a comment in Spanish and the comment basically said that um, people like her don't last long. But it never, never really resonated Um, I didn't know what she meant by that. So I never saw you as having a disability. Um, I didn't see the difference or anything like that between us. Um, In terms of physical, uh, the only difference that I ever noticed was that you were a female and I was a male. So didn't really realize what a person with disability looks like. Um, That was something that was foreign to me. So, never resonated. Do you think you got that perspective early on by way of how mommy treated me and how she did not make a huge difference about me having a disability versus my brothers not having a disability? 
Well, in terms of how mommy treated you as, and in terms how she treated uh, me and my other true brother, my other two brothers, um, it was more like you were the only female, so you required more attention um, because you were the female and the only female. So you were our only sister, so you required more attention, um, more protection than, you know, the boys would. Was that influenced by our Hispanic heritage or anything else? Um, yeah, in a sense it did because uh, in the Hispanic culture, uh, daughters, uh, sisters, mothers, um, females are treated more like they should be nice and sweet and they should be in the house kind of thing as opposed to boys or men should be out outside doing what men do um, and women should be home doing what women do but that was just a perspective um, that we experience because that's the way our culture is women are at home and men are out in the field yeah I remember growing up and you and Roberto which is our, our, um, my second oldest brother your brother um, being in the room with the neighborhood kids and I would enter the room and be immediately invited to exit the room fairly quickly and abruptly because I would always hear girls should not be around boys. You remember that? Absolutely. That was always the uh, the golden rule when it came to females even in terms of cousins, uh, female cousins who are not supposed to play with male cousins, um, that we should always be separated. So um, that's always been, I guess, a cultural thing for us. Um, we're not supposed to be in the same room or playing the same games. So it was never about my disability at those moments where I was pushed out the room. No. Literally. No, it was more like you're a girl, you don't need to listen to boys talk. Do you often feel like my protector? Absolutely. Always have. Uh, Even since I was young, uh, when you first came into our lives, I always felt the need that, you know, you had to be protected. Um, being at the age when you were born, um, I was probably like six years old, maybe seven, six or seven around the time. So I felt like, I really felt like the big brother. Um, yeah, I had my bro- brother Roberto, but he was more like my partner. So I didn't realize 
you know, the age difference between the both of us because they always used to call us twins. So I was always on the impression that we were roughly around the same age. <clears throat> so it didn't dawn on me. But when you came into our lives, it was like you were a little baby and I would always go to the crib and I would always want to like help a mother feed you and stuff like that. So it was more like that's when I felt the sense of being a big brother. As you grew older, Junior, what was your perspective on disabilities? Being that we were older and that you have more of a knowledge of a disability, what was your perspective? So my perspective changed um, as I got older um, in terms of people with disabilities. Um, now I was more cognizant of the physical differences, but not the cognitive. So it was like, yeah, I can see physically, I can see the difference, but as far as the way we thought, it was still the same. Um, there wasn't much of a difference in terms of anything else. It was more, you can see the physical, but the mental was still the same. Um, we could still have um, a conversation um, and it wouldn't be much of a difference. So that's, that's when I started to realize that disabilities could be, could be on a physical level but not later on until later on in life as I got older as well too, that there was also cognitive as well too. So, but I always saw, still saw it as normal. So you viewed, you realized that yes, there was a physical difference in regards to how I walk and how I talk, but the, it still remained to be normal to you because intellectually your experience was that I was able to intellectually be on the quote-unquote same level as you. Right. Do you think that would have, if cognitively I had differences between you and I and our two other siblings, um, do you think that would have influenced you in a different way? Certainly. Uh, definitely would have um, saw things differently. Um, then maybe if that were the case, then I probably would have realized more that yes, there is a disability because of the cognitive aspect. But as far as physical, no. Um, but I always thought as you were growing up that you were um, much more intelligent, um, able to grasp things much quicker. Um, oh, as the older I got, I felt as though that women were much more intelligent than men. Um, because they can basically express their emotions um, 
because growing up, you know, women can cry, but men can't. But that's going on on to a different topic. Different topic. Yeah. How has having a sibling who experiences a disability shaped your humanity? Um, I've always been a sensitive person, first and foremost. Um, but having a sibling with a disability just taught me to be more sensitive uh, to human beings. Um, people that experience disabilities um, have the same experiences that people without disabilities have as well, too. They get angry, they laugh, they cry, they have the same emotions. So it just taught me how to be more sensitive. Um, like I mentioned before, I've always been a sensitive person, but having you as a sister made me more sensitive, especially towards people that would have a disability. Um, more in tune to them, more, how should I say, more drawn to them because I like to listen to, to people's stories. What we were growing up, was there ever a time when you were asked by someone, what's wrong with your sister and how did you handle those? instances um <clears throat> did you get mad did you get offended or were you calm and collective I would I would say depending um if depending on how they asked I think was the most important if they asked in a way because they were curious then I would but if they asked just to be, um, I don't know, just to be funny, like we said, then I would get angry. But for the most part, if I felt like you were genuinely asking me a question because you wanted to know, then I would. But if I felt that it's not a genuine question or genuine concern, then I would just not answer the question at all. So you you felt like if... They wanted to know more about me in the authentic way. You were willing to have a conversation, but if they were just being nosy and funny, you would just be like, oh, hell no, I'm not. Yeah, I would be very dismissive of somebody that wasn't, was not genuinely interested in knowing. So, yeah, those people would easily get dismissed. What would you want people or society to know about people who experience disabilities given your own experience with me as your sister? I would like people to know that people with disabilities are just regular people. They're just human beings, but they just do things differently. Um, it may 
take them a little bit longer to do certain things or to process certain things. But all in all, at the end of the day, they're just like normal people. They they can achieve the same things we can achieve and sometimes they can uh, excel in things that ordinary people um, would be able to do. So I feel as though that, you know, people with disabilities, not that they have anything to prove, but they, they are, they seem to um, go way, way above, you know, to do things. Is there anything else you want people to know about your experience, about our experience as siblings? Junior and I are very, very close. Um, we we have a very beautiful relationship, and he is correct. I've always seen him as my protector, but he's also one of my best friends, and that's how I've always felt our connection to be one of warmth, one of love, one of understanding and sincerity towards one another. Um, And I've always felt um, that Junior is home to me. But is there anything you want people to know about your experience? Um, It's been been thus far a wonderful experience um, to see our growth um, from our childhood to adulthood. Um, it gives me great joy. It gives me a, a sense of pride um, to know where we come from, where we've been into where we're at right now. Um, all our accomplishments um, as siblings um, allowing me to help you um, whenever you had a question or you had a concern or even if you needed somebody just to talk to it was all it's always been a privilege to to listen to you and hopefully give you the best advice um, and if it wasn't the best advice at least it was um, at least I can lend an ear or a shoulder to cry on so it's it's been a, a wonderful journey thus far. Yeah. Same here. I thank you, my brother. I love you for doing this. We did this in in the spirit of sharing another side to the story. My aim for this podcast is always to give room to the voice of the disability experience, whether it's my personal experience or the experiences of people in the lives that we share.
So once again, thank you for joining us. You can always contact me at my email, uh, sarahelenabasquez.com. That's actually my website. And I hope you'll listen to me again in my next episode. Thank you.